All right. Ah, you can be seated. Sit down. That's good. You're just clapping to stay awake, aren't you? Yeah. I am excited to be here. Honored. It's a joy. And uh, I like your schedule on Monday. Um, I remember going to Bible college. I took a minimum 21 hours a semester, worked third shift. Monday night was my night off each week. And uh, I'd go to work 10 o'clock at night, get off at 7 in the morning. And I know what it's like on Monday morning after running a bus ride on Sunday and, and preaching and all that mess. And then uh, coming to college and whether in the body or out of the body, God knoweth because I didn't have a clue. Amen. And uh, I know what it's like, so I am going to mind the time and uh, we'll just get into the word. Numbers chapter 20, if you have your Bibles. Numbers chapter number 20. And it was a joy to be in the services yesterday. And uh, I think the Lord met with us. And, and uh, isn't it fun just to serve the Lord? Every day is unique. I'm glad God, God makes us a new morning. And there are things that you'll have to deal with. And one of the things I want to talk about today, everybody say the word frustration. Frustration. Yeah. Anybody ever been frustrated? Anybody frustrated right now? Anybody just would like to be frustrated? Your day's going well, but hey, I'd like to be frustrated. I don't want to be left out, you know. Everybody else frustrated. I like to be frustrated as well. I would love to tell you that every day in the ministry, you will have no frustration. That's a lie. Um, I love every day in the ministry. Uh, woke up this morning with the phone ringing and the people in my part of the world forgot where I was, I guess. And it's like, you know, it's 3 a.m. where I am right now. And uh, thank God, though, with time change, you're wide awake and don't know why you're awake. It's like, okay, it's 3 a.m. and my day has started early. I would have loved to tell you it's because I get up at 3 a.m. every morning and I walk with God for 20 hours. And then I serve him for four and uh, you can't bother me because I have to go back and walk with him again. It doesn't happen that way. Um, I do wake up every morning when my wife pours the coffee on me. Amen. It says, get out of bed, bum, and go to work. But there's going to be times when there's frustration, and I hope that this message will help you this morning. Numbers chapter 20, let's just get right into this thought here and uh, see what God has for us. Verse number one, then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert of Zin in the first month, and the people abode in Kadesh. And Miriam died there and was buried there. Now, Miriam, of course, related to Moses, and so this is a difficult time in Moses' life. I don't know how long of a time between verse 1 and verse 2. There are, you know, many times in the Bible that there's a lot of details left out as far as, you know, what happened in between this time and this time. And, and uh, God says, if I wrote everything, you couldn't contain it. And uh, here it is. Miriam has died. She's buried, verse 2. And there was no water for the congregation. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people chode with Moses and spake, saying, Would God that, ye, that we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Wow, boy, this conversation has turned. Moses is going through a tough time already in his own family. He's had to bury a loved one. And now the congregation has no water. And it's not as if Moses isn't a part of the same congregation. Unless there's water on the platform and you're not allowed to touch that, but y'all don't have water. And they're saying, Moses, come on, man. Wouldn't have been better if we just died with our brethren? So all of a sudden, this spirit has changed. 
Look what else the Bible says. And why have ye brought up the congregation of the Lord into the, this wilderness that we and our cattle should die there? And wherefore have ye made us to come up out of Egypt to bring us in unto this evil place? It is no place of seed or figs or vines or pomegranates, neither is there any water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. We'll look at the other verses in a moment, but every man and every lady of God will have times when frustration enters your world. A scale of one to ten, you may just want to answer in your mind, but if you want to jot it down, if you're taking notes, but you know your friend's going to peek at your paper. Am I right? I'm a nosy man. Don't leave something laying around. I'm going to look at it. And I know you reap what you sow. That's why I got that privacy screen on my cell phone. Amen. If you're sitting too close, you can't see it. And people start, excuse me, you know, and that, that's just me. So if you want to jot it down, that's fine. But a scale of one to 10, how frustrated have you ever been? One being, oh, who can be frustrated? We're in California. <laughs> I took the Liberty kids out to eat last night and I was like, man, let's go eat. I'm thinking like back of the house, you can go eat. Here, the two hour wait to get like half of a table. Or you can eat outside. Eat outside, it could snow tonight, ma'am. So we're under a tent and they got a little heater blowing. It's like, isn't this good fellowship right here? Amen. But I mean, frustrated. One being, I got no frustration, Pastor Gray. Ten being, I cannot tell you my frustration because if I said everything I'm thinking, I would be expelled from school. Where are you at? Twenty? <laughs> and um, there are things that will frustrate you. And, uh, and, and I know there's married students here as well, I'm sure. But in this time of life, dating, oh, you'll get frustrated. You'll get frustrated over the smallest of things. Somebody in your room got a care package from their church and your church didn't even know you went to college. And you're thinking, does anybody know where I'm at? You'll get frustrated because you worked really hard this weekend in that ministry and somebody else was recognized, but it was you that, if it wasn't for you, hmm. married people get frustrated with their spouse. I know that doesn't happen. But it sure does. Children can frustrate you. <laughs> Sweet Moses, children can frustrate you. <laughs> Frustration will come. Job, in-laws, neighbors, friends. And when you have a time in your life where <clears throat> here is where I knew I would be, but I didn't make it, but here, frustration. When you pour yourself into your job, into your ministry, and the results don't come back like you wanted. Frustration in the ministry especially, and, and it can go with, with, with everyone that serves in the ministry, but I think especially I see it with youth pastors and youth workers because the average youth pastor only stays two and a half years because they pour themselves into a young person to see them walk across a platform and keep walking and then never see them again. We don't build buildings. We don't fix cars. We pour our heart and we take our heart out and that's what you're doing now, and that's what you're training to do. You're putting your heart into somebody, and your life is in this counseling. Your life is in this help. Your life is in this. To see them just drop it and walk away 
That's frustration. So let, let's look at a couple things. One, jot down, if you're taking notes, just jot down and, and I'd love for you to go back to Numbers 20 and read this on your own, but the situation of Moses. I want you to notice the situation of Moses. Moses is this Old Testament pastor and Moses, his name literally means drawn out. He was drawn out at birth. He was drawn out from the water by Pharaoh's daughter. He was drawn out of Egypt as a strong young man. And now he's being drawn back out of the desert to go back. He's being drawn by God. And college students, can I help you with this? Whether you're a first semester freshman or you're fixing to graduate and you're looking for a place, where, where does God want to place me? Can I encourage you with this? God's going to have to draw some things out of you to make you what you need to be, to become what you ought to be, to help those people that you're going to have the joy of serving with your life. And God will use both people and circumstances. God will use times where the people that, that Moses is leading all of a sudden says, hey, we're out of water. Better if we just died with the rest of them you killed. Really? Boy, this church meeting went south. I can see Moses saying, so you're not going to give me a raise this year, I guess. So I get no vacation time. What are we talking about? You're, you're mad at me because we don't have water. Moses it took Moses' mother one night to deliver him, but it took God 80 years to draw everything out of him that he needed to get out of him before he said, all right, go lead my people out. And when frustration comes in your life, I want you to always know you need to run back to this word right here because that's exactly what Moses and Aaron did. When the people came to them, they immediately went to God. And that's so important to remember. It's easier to fight the outside frustrations than it is sometimes the internal frustration. Remember when Moses walked up and he saw two men fighting. He said, what are y'all fighting about? And then one of them rose up and boy, you know, he took care of him. He would not sign up for security ministry. Moses should not work with children. Moses should not work with teenagers. He's got a temper. I mean, if he oversaw Kid City, you'd go pick up and there'd be no kids. <laughs> but there's enough sand around here. You'd see little piles of sand. Amen. <laughs> Moses, that sounded rough, didn't it? Moses, would, would, he, he, he had so much frustration. Something's going on on the inside. That that is your answer to a conflict? And so Moses has to leave and Moses is now encountering God and now he goes back to a place that he ha has run from and can you see the enjoyment, whatever happened throughout his life and then now he sees that burning bush, you know the story, it's not being consumed, he's hearing God and God saying, hey, go back, oh wow, this is awesome. So he's on his way back and now it seems like things are on track but he's leading people into freedom that are now causing him frustration. He's now, instead of enjoying what's going on, we read it, but in verses two and three, now they're coming after him and said, why have you done this to us? That's a situation. Jot this down. Number two, look at the stage of life that Moses is in. He's leading another generation. Moses really is the oldest youth pastor in the Bible. This whole crowd has died off and now he's got a bunch of young people. And young people are for young people. That's a whole nother message. Don't make your parents raise your children. Because the older you get, the more frustrated you get. And I'm learning that right now. It's like, didn't we talk about that? Then figure it out. 
The older you get, the younger you are, you can handle a lot of things. The older you get, little things frustrate you. It's like, hmm. And you can turn into an angry elf quickly. Kids are for kids. That's why as a young dad, I could work all day, no big deal, go home, play all night with them kids, have a blast. The older I got, the shorter the playtime got. Oh, we still have the final four in the driveway. They're all grown men, but I've got about 20 fouls left on the, because whenever I don't use them, I, I accumulate them. And uh, it's wonderful, and I'll, I'll get in there with the best of them. But there's times after the Joshua camps, you probably go to the room going, oh, I'm done. Like, this guy's crazy. Y'all know that. We don't have time to get into all the stories, okay? But I mean, he's like, in it, in it, in it. But let me tell you something, when that door closes and his body goes, I ain't in it. <laughs> he's out. And then there is the resurrection like Lazarus the next morning, amen? But here's Moses, he's this youth pastor now, and he's got this generation that is frustrated with him, and now they're mad at him. And I want to end with this, look at the sin of Moses, and let this be a warning to us so we don't do this. Because Moses... He makes a wise move at the beginning. If you have your Bible open there in verse number five, wherefore have you made us to come up out of Egypt? So now they're upset. And, and, and well, look at verse six. They get done just letting Moses have it. What does Moses do? And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. I want to stop right there and say, well done, Moses. Good move. Because... Men and ladies of God, listen to me, please. 99% of the things you deal with, you do not have to answer right now. A 911 call, someone's dying, you, you have seconds, you need to answer that right now. The majority of things that we answer on social media, we don't have to answer right now. The majority of the texts that we receive, we don't have to answer right now. There ought to be some people that are full of the Holy Ghost and allow the Spirit of God to flow through them in such a manner that their grace is always, that their speech rather is always with grace. And they take that time and say, all right, Lord, whoo, that was tough. I mean, I don't know what would happen. Brother Weaver, next Sunday, I got up to preach and said, hey, all right, everybody, are we ready? And the whole congregation says, we hate gray. Huh? What happened? I'm coming back to California. Well, that'd be horrible. Look what you've done to us. Me? <laughs> Y'all voted me in. It's your fault. Amen. <laughs> that would be, wow. But wait a minute. 99% of the stuff stopped. Go to God. But Moses, unfortunately, man, our human side gets in it. The Lord spake unto Moses. He gives him what to do. Take the rod, gather thou the assembly together. Thou and Aaron thy brother, speak ye unto the rock before their eyes. And it shall give forth water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. Moses, man, you talk about getting a message from God. He didn't go to the internet. He didn't go and listen to a message somebody else had and just retitle it. He didn't, I mean, he didn't do any of that. Fresh oil. And then he retitled it. You need an oil change. And then he got up and preached it. No, 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 no. He went to God and God said, let me tell you exactly what to do. You go to the rock. You speak to the rock in front of the people. You're going to have plenty of water. Moses walks out. Can't you see Aaron going, you got it? Moses, I got it. Boy, and they're going to get it. But he goes out and something happens. Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. So, so far, so good. That's the exact outline God gave him. 
But then it turned and he said to them, here now, ye rebels, must we fetch water out of this rock? In verse 11, and Moses lifted up his hand and with his rod, he smote the rock twice. And of course, you and I know, any student of the Bible, that Christ will not be put on Calvary again. And the reason why God said, you messed up, because you're talking about my son there. And you went after my son and you smote. I want to encourage us with this. Men and ladies of God, Moses had an opportunity to go to the rock and speak for the people. And they, now they still received water, but he messed up because of frustration. You have an opportunity right now, whatever ministry you're in, right now, wherever God's leading you, learn how to go to the rock and speak for the people. And I promise you, not only are they going to receive the blessings. Okay, don't answer out loud. And if it's me, just kind of point at me. Have you ever heard a preacher preach? And while he's preaching, you're thinking, well, that guy's got issues. Who's he mad at? What's wrong with him? I mean, I don't see Christ. I'd hear no Bible. What's going on? Is he okay? Man, somebody ought to pray for him. <laughs> like he's loaded for bear. Let me get everybody. The greatest thing we can do when frustration comes, and it will come, when frustration hits, don't hit the rock. Don't hit the source. Mm-mm. Speak to the rock for the people that need you most. And I promise you this, bless you, I promise you this. Now, all those people sitting around, you have to be tested. I promise you this. <laughs> they're going to be fed and blessed and encouraged and helped. There are a group of people this weekend that need you to go to the rock is to walk out and say, let me tell you something, to face people that are still mad, to face people, evidently, they're still having words. But you've got to take a deep breath and say, you know what? I, I don't have to answer that. I have the answer. How about I just give you some water? How about I just speak to the rock? Because that'll speak for itself. I beg you, get with God. You won't regret it.